0: Did Rob Gronkowski really say he got the Bucks playbook a month ago? You know, when he belonged to the Patriots? He did. Ah, but come on, he was just joking. We've got the latest non-violation violation of the NFL rules by Gronk and his explanation. And Jameis Winston is introduced to the Saints media on Zoom, and he said he's glad he won't have to learn to play quarterback by himself or use Google. That's what he said. Also, Winston signs for $1.1 million. That's it. Just above the league minimum for all players with his experience. We've got to talk about all that and more on this edition of Sports Day Tampa Bay. I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times along with producer Steve Versnick. Hey, uh, we want to get to all your mailbag questions. That was the plan. we got a lot more to talk about as it turns out. So we will do that uh, on tomorrow's podcast for sure. And that means you have more time to submit some if you want to. So to do that, just go on Twitter. Send us your questions at Day TV, or you can reach me on Twitter at NFL Stroud, or my email address is rstroud at tampa bay. dot com. So we got plenty of good ones. We uh, will be excited to get to that on Friday. But first, couple things, boy, that dominated uh, sort of the headlines. But you know, I wake up in the mornings and and I I feel like it, it it's it's like. You're part of a show, and you and they hand you the script in the morning, and you're not sure how it's going to go <laughs> because there's all these twists and turns during the day, you know, um, not in any particular chronological order. It kind of started with the Jameis Winston stuff and him, him finding out that his contract was $1.1 $1. $1 million, which we'll get into. But the big story uh, happened later, and that was uh, this Rob Kronkowski business <laughs> where he was on a, a show, I guess, uh, over the weekend and um Sage Steele was part of that show as well. Um uh, but Gronkowski said something that immediately, you know, pro football talk and Mike Florio jumped on. And, and in a sense, in essence what he what he was saying to Sage was it was in response to her telling a story about Joe Burrow. You know Joe Burrow the Tiger King, the big Tiger King, goes out of Bengals. That Joe Burrow. So Joe Burrow, Sage still said, "Well, he, you know, he says he's had the playbook for, you know, for been studying it for weeks. He's, I think, he's going to be ready to play, and you know, and then Gronk sort of jumps in there, and this is just like a, an hour right into a into a show that he's doing, and he basically says, you know, oh yeah, oh yeah, sure, and and I've had I've had the playbook for four weeks with the of the with the Bucks, you know, and 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 so he was trying." He's trying to be flippant. It didn't. It may not have come across that way when you, you know, at first blush, but that's that's essentially what he meant it to say, you know. And so well, he, then, he, Mike followed Clorio, it, he
1: followed it up with, "Don't fall for that."
0: Yeah, I mean, don't fall for that. Like, meaning the story you heard from Joe Burrow. I mean, that was his whole his whole deal. You know, he goes, "Oh, I was in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers playbook four weeks ago, and I wasn't even on the team." And then he goes, "Don't fall for that." So he was trying to be as ridiculous as what he just heard, that's this becomes, you know, Mike Florio's red flashing light again because it was Florio that made a a, a fairly big deal about Tom Brady um, going to Byron Leftwich's house to get whatever, what what Brady said was a playbook. And the league did do an inquiry into that, found that, now nah, he's fine. He's just going to get a playbook. Well, so now here you have Florio again saying, aha, I got you this time. He admits it. You admit it. You were a member of the Patriots, and and four weeks ago you had a Bucks playbook. Look at them playing fast and loose with the rules. To which Gronkowski, um, hours later, the story's up. Um, he texted me, and he put it on Twitter. He says, um, "This seriously a story?" And he's like, uh, "LOL, I was just joking around with Sage, and I was pretty much as I was pretty much the whole show that night. It was over the weekend. It was on Saturday, I believe." But wowzers, my co-hosting skills are on point, LOL. I actually just received my team issued surface today from the Bucks, and it's still in the package, and I'm hoping it's all pictures and drawings. <laughs> I'm pumped up to open it one day and follow the arrows to learn where to run to. Hee <laughs> hee. So as you can see, he took this real seriously. Um Yeah, I mean and and when I went back and listened to it, I think the key of it is you know that point when he says, "Don't fall for that." And, and the audio is a little bit hazy at that point because it is a Zoom recording. You know, yeah, I've um, got
1: three different people on it through. They're streaming yeah. it on Periscope, but it was you know, right done either Zoom or however they're doing it. Yeah, and so yeah, the audio cuts in. YouTube and out.
0: YouTube Live. It was a seltzer drafter draft party, I think, a drafter mm-hmm. party, Bud Light seltzer drafter party on YouTube Live. And but the don't fall for that kind of gave it away. And you know Gronk is, I mean Gronk is pretty fun anyway. You know, I mean he's he's rarely serious about anything, much less a playbook that he stole. Of course, a lot of people that don't like the Patriots were saying, well, of course you had the Bucks playbook. They have all the playbooks.
1: I was <laughs> so, going to say, yeah, you just asked Bill Belichick for it. <laughs> that's right.
0: Where are you going, Patriots? Yeah, here you go. Here's the Bucks. Here, we got that one. Um, <laughs> but. Um, but yeah, and it, so there's a couple things about this. Okay, one, I now see how they lived up there in New England all these years, <laughs> and I used to think, "Oh man, they deflated footballs. That's the integrity of the game. What are you guys doing?" And then you know you read the columns, and, and they're circling the wagons around. You know well, But he's our he's our quarterback. What are you doing attacking our guy? Well. Now we have a couple things that seem a lot worse, uh, not worse, but seem a lot less uh, egregious than deflating footballs, perhaps, but yet it's the same sort of, aha, you're cheating. There they go again, the Patriots, only they're the Bucks or whatever. Now they're the ex-Patriots, I guess. So, I, and now I'm the fireman, right? Now I'm the guy going around with the hose trying to put these things out. not Not because I, you know, break the rules or don't break the rules. I could give a damn. We'll write We'll write whatever the NFL decides. But at the end of the day, you're still, you know, every, the point is everyone's listening and, and scrutinizing and will watch everything this celebrity quarterback does and, for that matter, his sidekick, Gronk. <laughs> so um, they've been unleashed on our community now. One has been tossed out of a park and was breaking and entering. And now the other one is saying he had a playbook for four weeks. Well, but,
1: and particularly in this time when there's no other sports going on, right? It's even oh, amplified sure. more. But but oh sure. So Gronk got his Surface tablet. And he shows the FedEx box on his Twitter post. Yeah, and, and that you got it today. So yeah. what were the duffel bags Brady brought over?
0: <laughs> well, yeah. So let me get this straight. So the quarterback that you got, you know, the guy that's the goat, <laughs> six rings has to leave his mansion, the one he's running from Derek Jeter, and drive across town in a city he doesn't know and then pull into the wrong driveway, walk into the wrong guy's house with duffel bags. What, you couldn't send him the surface? I mean, he's the quarterback. I mean, so Gronkowski's had it laying around. Oh, yeah, I got my surface. I don't need to go anywhere. Maybe it was a lesson they learned when Byron Leftwich did such a bad job at distributing said surface. Well, Gronk's in not in
1: Tampa. I mean, he's up north at this point, so that's he's, true. He's not here, so they obviously had to send it to him. But
0: yeah, that's true.
1: I'm just wondering. But they could have sent. You know, it.
0: They could have sent it to Tom, couldn't they?
1: They could have. But I was just meaning, you know, multiple duffel bags for one surface seems a little excessive.
0: Yeah, I know. I know. What was in the duffel bags? We'll never know. It's one of the great mysteries of life. We'll never know what was in those duffel bags. That's going to be my final question when Tom Brady retires. Tom, I got one more question. What the hell was in those duffel bags? <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know what my first question will be to him after we meet him because we haven't actually met him. We just talked to him on the phone once. Um, this, is the, this is the damnedest thing. Seriously, I mean, everything's a story, right? And, and you're right. There's no sports going on, so this is our sport is following these guys around. And, um, you know, you can get in trouble, too, by the way, with these, some of these group chats that people do. It's weird. Like you'll, It's funny to me that, like, you get a group of people on, and this happened with Rich Eisen the other night, and they had somebody collect, you know, like, you know, Kevin Hart was on, and then Khalid was on, and these just different people and from all walks of life. And they all kind of start talking at the same time, and then they try to one-up each other. Right. Mm-hmm. Like Michael Strahan is not a comedian. Don't try to do jokes like Kevin Hart, okay? You just be Michael Strahan, okay? Uh and and then but what happens is it gets wacky. You know what I mean? Everybody kind of gets punchy and they're kinda like throwing shade at each other and Russell Wilson comes on and says that Brady stole a Super Bowl and then Kevin Hart says, Uh, you know, really? You named it Tampa Bay, really? And then Brady has to go put his kids to bed. So this this sort of thing can happen, but um, I don't know. Within like a couple hours, it went from you know crisis back to carnival. You know what I mean? Like, oh my gosh, did they really? Did they really give Rob Gronkowski a playbook a month ago? I don't think they gave him a playbook. I'm sure. I'm sure that there was uh, you know plenty of communication from Brady saying that uh, you know Gronk wants to play again. And I think he would play here.
1: Well, I also, uh, also like in in typical Gronk fashion in his post. Um, you know he wrote that. You know he didn't have. Or you know i um, hope the picture want to see the pictures and drawings. Hope to open it one day. Hopefully soon and follow the arrows to learn where to run. Gronk run. Gronk catch ball. No playbook needed. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that's who he is, man. And really, he only has like three routes. Okay, <laughs> that's about it. Runs to the sticks. Runs the seam, you know. I mean, aren't they pretty much the just dig. running
1: the New England Patriots uh, playbook at this point anyway that he already knows?
0: Well, it's going to become that. I mean, it'll, it'll be, you know, it's the same play. It's just in a different language, right? I mean, they mm-hmm. are just going to call it something different. Trips right is still Trips right. It might be it might be tres receivers derecha. You know what I mean? Like, it's just a different language. It's not – it's the same damn thing. Uh, and then, you know, the order is going to be different. I mean, it's kind of like – I've always said this like I could be the greatest writer in the world. I mean honestly, there's no doubt in my mind that I could be probably the best writer that ever lived. All I have to do is figure out what order to punch these this keyboard in front of me with these letters. That's my biggest my biggest drawback is I don't know when I sit down to write do I hit the T and the H and the E first or something else? And if I had that if I had that cheat code I could be sensational. I'd be a, a Pulitzer Prize winner, probably. Um, and we've had twelve of them at the Tampa Bay Times. Anyway, um, yeah. So that went on, <laughs> but that wasn't. That was the end of the night, right? That 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 was not. That was not the beginning of the day, or even really the middle. The beginning of the day, we were back with Jameis Winston, and I know he. I know that Jameis is now a saint, and I don't. Not many people say it like that, but he is. Jameis is a saint. And, um, you know, he signed his deal. We had a little bit of Jameis, you know, uh, uh, um Tuesday night, um, you know, and, and we got some of his response when he was on an Instagram um, thing with his former teammate from Florida State, the quarterback who I can't remember at this minute. Charlie Ward. Charlie Ward. And so Charlie interviewed him or asked him a couple questions, including the biggest one, which was why? Why are you going to New Orleans where you know you, you're not going to unseat Drew Brees? And so it was uh, – on Wednesday it was time for him to meet the New Orleans media or at least go on Zoom with them and, and start talking. But before he did that, early in the morning, of course, everybody wanted to know, you know, when's this deal going to come down? I mean, like, when are we going to see sort of the numbers? Like, how much did he get? Because we know that they had given Taysom Hill a two-year, $21 million contract with $16 million guaranteed. And Taysom Hill, last time I checked, is listed as a quarterback – Yes, he plays other positions. He'll come in and short yardage and goal line and, and, you know, do some stuff out of the running back position from a tight end, wide receiver, he covers special teams, does a lot of stuff. But he is, in fact, listed as a quarterback and has been told that you're going to get a chance, you know, to to be Drew Brees' backup. Now, this is before they sign Winston, but there'll still be some competition. And, you know, and then Jameis decides uh, to go in there and talks about, you know, what, what an honor it would be to to be in the room, you know, uh, where it happened with Drew Brees and also Taysom Hill. And, and you know, what about Sean Payton? And, um, you know, we've got, you know, uh, Joe Lombardi and all these people. And he called it. He said it's like the, it's like a Harvard school for quarterbacks. Right. Which Ryan Fitzpatrick would disagree with. But nonetheless, this is what he's calling the New Orleans Saints. Um, but it must cost a lot of money to go to Harvard <laughs> because man, did he pay? Um, they didn't pay him. <laughs> I mean, a year ago and I granted now, you know, this was the fifth year option, but I mean, in 2019, when Jameis Winston was a starting quarterback, he made 20, it was $20.1 million. Okay. 20.1 million for one season. And that that means he made over a million something uh, uh, a game. You know they divide the checks up by sixteen or seventeen or whatever, um, and so you know he he was among the top I think ten or twelve highest paid quarterbacks in the league. And okay, so you don't get the franchise tag. You know you didn't get the twenty seven to thirty million. All right, fine. Um, but you're out there now, and okay, so you got to be a backup, and you know. That that kind of stinks, but maybe you'll 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 get your money next year like Teddy Bridgewater or Ryan Tannehill, you know, if you unseat the wobbly starter. No, 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 no. Jameis decides and I'm not knocking him for this necessarily, but he decides I'm gonna go to the Harvard School of Quarterbacks in New Orleans. Okay. And I'm gonna study under, you know, Professor Sean Payton and you know, and Drew Reese. Fine but for 1.1 $1. $1 million dollars that's the salary 1.1 i i could not believe it
1: now, i believe I there's really some couldn't... incentives for what another 3.4 million if he
0: plays yeah there's a 3 point for he can make 3.4 million dollars and that's usually uh you know starts they put that in all the quarterbacks contracts mm-hmm. by the way so sure. you know number of starts number of, of of plays you know percentage of offensive plays that sort of thing and and that's fine, but even if you added that number to the other number, you still don't get what backup quarterbacks make in this league. Mind you, Marcus Mariota, okay, who last year started in Tennessee and was drafted one pick behind Jameis in two thousand fifteen. But last year Marcus Mariota made the same money Jameis did, and he was benched after weeks after week uh what was it, week four? Four or six, I can't remember. I think it were two and four. I think it was week six. And he didn't play again. Ryan Tannehill took over and took him all the way to the damn AFC championship game. So Marcus Mariota barely played last year. Meanwhile, Jameis leads the NFL with 5109 yards, uh passing and 33 touchdowns, a career high. Yes, he had the interceptions in the drum, We know about that. But Marcus Mariota goes to the Raiders in Las Vegas, and he gets guaranteed $7.5 million. He does a two-year deal. That's worth like, I don't know, 15 fifteen, sixteen million. Now the only thing that matters is a guarantee, so it's really a one year, you know, seven and a half million dollar deal. Whatever. So you're telling me that Marcus Mariota's value is seven times more what Jameis Winston is? More than? Now I know I know that the Saints don't have any money. I mean they're you know, they, they're they just keep pushing the cap down the road. You know, Drew Brees will cost them almost as much money next year if he retires um, than if he plays, okay, which is why they want to keep playing him. But nonetheless, you, my man's got to get more than $1.1 1. 1 And this goes to show sort of what he had said the night before, which is, look, this is not about money. Well, oh, it's certainly not about money. <laughs> um, it's definitely not about the money. It's, it's really just the opportunity. And like I said, you're going to wind up probably losing some money by the time you pay expenses to live there and everything else. I don't know. I uh, It's not against his agent, Joel Siegel, who does a really good job. I had some people tell me, and I'm not sure the answer to this because I've read, and it's unsubstantiated, but I've read that, you know, that Jameis Winston had other opportunities. And I have no reason to doubt that, okay? I mean, I don't know. I can't confirm it. I don't know that it's wrong. I would imagine some more teams would have been interested in a guy that was drafted number one and played five seasons and led the NFL in passing. But maybe not, because it's after the draft now, and a lot of those teams that needed quarterbacks, they took them. You know, they took them in the draft, and they're going to try to develop them behind either their starter or as a starter. So okay, so maybe he didn't get many phone calls. But to take one point one tells me you may not have gotten any phone calls. I'm not. I'm not sure. You know, you, you hear about the Pittsburgh Steelers. I, I don't know. That seems like a pretty good fit. You know, Ben could retire soon too. Um, he's, he's a Roethlisberger like guy in terms of the way he operates and the way he plays quarterback. So would that have been better? I mean, but at 1.1, not to get too caught up in the money, but it is, it is his value. You know, I remember when, um, Gerald McCoy, for example, was going to leave the Bucks cause they weren't going to honor his, what he's supposed to make like thirteen and a half million. um, you know, back in 2019. And he went looking for some teams and he visited, you know, Baltimore and Cincinnati and uh, obviously Carolina and and, uh, I think one other team. And basically um, he knew he was going to take a pay cut, but there were some teams like New England, okay, that wanted him to go there and play for like $5 million. And as much as he would have loved to have, you know, been on the Patriots and been in the playoffs and all those things, it was too far, number one, but also it was lowering his value. You know what I mean? Like his value, if you, take, if you take five million today, don't expect to get 10 million tomorrow. You know what I mean? Like you're going the wrong way. And so now granted, Gerald was an old, is an older player, and um, you know a lot of times that's as you get older, the salary gets smaller. That's just the way it goes, because they don't expect you to be more productive and, and healthier. Um, but he took, he took you know, $8 million or something like that instead of the 6 or 5 or whatever the Patriots were offering, and he went to Carolina, which won nothing, um, but he did get paid, and now he's going to go to Dallas for, two, I think he signed a three-year deal there. I don't know that he'll play all of it, but it's for less money than he made in Carolina. So each stop, he starts to make less and less money. But w- I don't think I've ever heard, Steve, of a variance of a guy who is still young, still healthy, right, Um, still has an upside. Obviously, has talent that would go from twenty point one down to one point one. I've never heard of that at the quarterback position.
1: Yeah, yeah, I can't think of one offhand. I mean, you know, let's give him the benefit of the doubt. Let's say that there were some other opportunities or offers, and I'm guessing they weren't ten or twelve million. Maybe they were four or five million instead. Okay, And, and and he's young enough and a former number one pick, and he's got the talent. That he said, "I'm going to bet on myself instead."
0: That's exactly. Take what a one-year, prove it said deal those words.
1: Ins- instead yeah. of, ins- you know, a Shaq Barrett. I'm going to bet on myself. You know, he took a one-year, four-million-dollar yep. deal and said, "I'm going to bet on mm-hmm. myself instead of," you know, it's possible Pittsburgh wanted him, but it was two years at seven mil, right? right. At, you know, three and a half each. And well, do I, you know, or do I try to take yeah. one? Try to try to become the heir apparent in in New Orleans or. I respect Drew Brees or, and Sean Payton enough where I'm going to learn from them regardless, even if I, I don't well, get the job after that Yeah, and bet on myself. And, and you know, so if you assume he, ha- I, I, I'm sure he got calls. I don't know how many offers he got. And, and you know, the hard part of this too, and, and we've talked about this and with Cam Newton, especially with his injury more than anything, but Jameis can't go sit down with these teams. Cam Newton can't do that. No. You know, everything no, is being true. done remotely, too, which which, you know, kind of hurts them a little bit, I think, particularly with, you know, Jameis's he's got an effervescent personality. Yeah. And, and, you know, and he can wow you over in person and in and, and that. So, you know, I think that may hurt him a little bit here, too. But, you know, I'll I'll give him the benefit of the doubt that, you know, he probably had some offers. I'm sure they weren't. I mean, like you said, if he got somebody offered him eight or 10 million a year, he's there. Mm-hmm. But if it was three mil for a couple years, well, maybe I'll take the one year bet on myself and go for a bigger contract next year.
0: No, I I get all of that. Believe me, I do. And I and I think it's you know I think it's admirable to be honest with you. I think there's some self awareness there that, um, you know, I want to be great. And how do I get how do I get from where I'm at now, which is a fractured starter? right, um, with some big holes in my game to to beating that turnover issue that I have um, and then reinventing myself and coming out the other side like a Ryan Tannehill or like a Teddy Bridgewater, right? With Bridgewater, it was injury. With Tannehill, it was probably a crappy team in Miami. Uh, but however they did it, they both got paid. They both reinvented themselves. Now, the question I ask is, you know, you got to be able to accept this. And I think I think Joel Siegel probably made him aware of this too, that you may not play. Okay. Like at all. Um, Drew Brees typically doesn't get hurt ever. He got hurt last year. And that's why Teddy Bridgewater got his starting job and all that money. I'm here to tell you, Teddy Bridgewater doesn't get probably even an offer to be a starter, much less $63 million for three years. If he doesn't get to play those five games and play well. So, you know, you got that's what Jameis has to accept that you know what, I may never see the field with New Orleans. I'm but you know what I'm gonna be? I'm gonna be in the meeting rooms, I'm gonna be coached hard by Sean Payton. I'm gonna have a one year audition, okay? A one year audition under the tutelage and the and the teachings and learn the Saints way and if I can hit that, I can convince this team that whenever Breezes retires, I should be their quarterback and then I'm on a great team, right? And I don't have to be the savior and I just have to follow along with what Peyton wants me to do and and I can have a great career and win Super Bowls. So, I think you're right. He he said it. He's betting on himself. He's betting that he will become what he needs to become at quarterback, which you know, frankly, look, the talent is there. He's made a ton of plays. It's not and and I, the other thing, I think you're right too about this Steve that they know him. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. they're going to assume that, you know, the knee's okay and and whatnot. But they know Jameis Winston. They've been beat by Jameis Winston. They've you had know, a game they, plan against was, him for years. Right. And so they know his talent. And they, they've watched him against their guys, right, shred them a few times. I, I remember a couple of years ago that game that him and uh, Dirk Cutter wouldn't shake hands or he mm-hmm. kind of brushed Dirk off when Jameis hit the long ball to God when to beat him. And they needed they needed that win, and um, they were headed to the playoffs anyway. But uh, you know it meant something to them as far as seating goes. And Jameis came back and and uh, beat him at Raymond James. And so, you know, this is a guy that that has admired Jameis and and likes and he knows quarterbacks. And so, it, I hope it all works out for him. I really do. I was just floored by the salary. Just can't you guys scrape up? A, I mean, just to make it look better, right? But again, the Saints. You know, gave sixteen million dollars to Taysom Hill, and they couldn't. They couldn't really do it. Now here's the here's the fun part of all of this, right? So he's on Zoom, okay, and a, a, a couple things. One, you know, they asked him about his
1: LASIK surgery. You know, well, that was going to be my next point. Is he can't say yeah. he couldn't see the decimal point between the one and the one.
0: <laughs> well, maybe, maybe he thought it was a hundred million. I mean, that's what he wanted, right? <laughs> so, yeah. Well, look, and I get asked this all the time, and I don't have a good answer for it. I never had a good answer for this because the Bucks have never had an answer. I've asked this question, and I've been asked this question, and I don't know the answer. But the question has always been, how the hell did, did the Bucks not make sure this guy had corrected vision, right? Because even at Florida State, you couldn't watch a game and not – I mean, you got the nickname Jameis Squinston, right? I mean, because he was always on the sidelines, you know, looking over there. And so – Nothing really changed when he got to the NFL, um, except that he continued to throw a lot of interceptions. But we would see him, you know, if you saw him in the hallways before practice, he was wearing glasses, right? We knew, we knew he was nearsighted. I mean, you'd have to be really blunt, more blind than him to not see him squinting like that and knowing that he was nearsighted. And we would ask Dirk Cutter, we would ask um, B.A., and, and they would say, well, yeah, you know, he can see everything but the scoreboard. Then I got to thinking about that. That's probably not good either, because <laughs> if you can't see the scoreboard, how do you know? How do you know what the situation is, right? Jameis, it's the first quarter. It's that's that's not four. It's just the one, which might have explained why he took chances when he shouldn't have had to. Um, but but all you know all the jokes right about the interceptions and oh now he's gonna you know so he throws 30, 30 interceptions. Um, now he's going to get his eyes fixed. And, and of course we all know that uh, if you read about it, the LASIKs procedure is one that they really want your eyes to have completely adjusted good or bad. Like they just, they're not going to change anymore. And sometimes there's no magical age, but a lot of times they say, you know, before 25, it's probably, probably not a good idea. If you can wait till you're 25, then your eyes have pretty much um, settled into a, a certain stigmatism or what have you. And, then you should do it. So he did it. And then the weird thing was that he had admitted that um, he hasn't been able to see uh, street signs or or, or uh, license, license plates. plates.
1: If you can't read a license plate, you shouldn't be driving.
0: <laughs> well, I'll, I would agree with that. I also wonder if you should be quarterbacking. Well, and, and, and thus,
1: your receivers are further down the field than... Than the right. license plate of the car in front of hopefully, you, most of the time. Hopefully, well, yeah. I mean, you know,
0: unless you're tailgating, that might be explained why he drove so close to a guy in front of him. I don't know, but yeah, they they should be your receivers should be further than the first car in front of you. Yes.
1: So, how do you not have contacts in?
0: I don't know. I don't have the answer. Like I said, I've asked these questions. No one's ever told me the answer. You know, some guys, and I don't know if this is Jim. Maybe he wears them when he's not playing. I. I wear them all the time. I've worn them in sports. They're not the most comfortable things. They'll pop out. You'll you'll go to wipe your face or you know your your eye because there'll be sweat in it. And when you do, the damn contact will come right out. And now you're now you got a problem, right? Mm-hmm. And especially when you're playing on a dirty field or you're sweaty, it's an issue, right? Um, but there are plenty of athletes that wear contacts, including quarterbacks. I'm sure of it. And for whatever reason, but there are some people that just can't wear things in their eyes. They just you know they can't put him in. Their eyes are shaped a certain way. I don't know. They still wear glasses. Known, but he could work. They glass, make but, sports but,
1: goggles for that stuff. I mean, I
0: know, but he just—I don't know what that is. Is that—is that vanity? Like I don't know why you wouldn't do it. I really don't. I don't. I've never had an answer for that. I just don't. It's just that that's how he's played. And the weird thing is, is that nearsightedness—you would think where he would really struggle—is in the deep ball. And I'm here to tell you, he threw the ball down the field better than he did anything. Where he struggled was the short stuff, the underneath stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. And many times it was just poor decision making. Of course, if he couldn't see the guy, you know, standing there that he threw it to, that might have been part of it too. Um, but, you know, I still think that, you know, there wasn't really a, a like a, you know, you could see a, a line of demarcation where his eyesight got so bad that he couldn't, delineate between who his player was and who the other guy was. I I just think that, you know, it, it it thank thank goodness for the Saints that he can see now. It has to have changed his life. And not just driving. Although that was the sort of the example he gave. But mm-hmm. if you like you said, if you couldn't see the license plate and you couldn't see the street signs, boy are you in for a change when you get on that field and you can see where your receivers are. Right? It just has to be true. It just has to be. Whether that helps them 5%,
1: 10%, I don't know. It can't hurt them. The other
0: thing. No, it can't hurt them. Hell no.
1: I mean, I gotta, remember, you know, look, be I got glasses in high school, and I only mm-hmm. wore them, you know, when I, you know my parents are like, you have to wear them to drive. Okay. Sure. 'Cause that you know, that's when it became you know, you start doing the eye test and you gotta get glasses. Okay, so I, them don't fail you. I wouldn't wear them to drive. I wouldn't wear them any other time, except in class I'm starting to go on, Man, I can't see the board very well. You put the glasses <laughs> on, it's amazing how much better, easier school was in this. And
0: <laughs> look at that.
1: And yeah. so then eventually I you know, I was wearing them just in you know, to drive and in class and eventually I was just time, like, yeah. you know what? This makes my life so much better and easier. I mean, if you don't know it's yeah. bad, fine, but You don't know what you're missing, yeah. But it's not like it hasn't been brought up with Jameis before. That's what I just don't understand.
0: Yeah, I don't get it. Yeah, here's something else I didn't understand. You know, he talks about humility and I believe he's been humbled by this. How could you not, right? You just signed a one point one million dollar contract. But um by the same token, we saw what Jeff Ireland said the other day. Oh, well, he's never gonna be no this will be the hardest he's ever been coached in his life. He'll get the best coaching he's ever had, blah, blah, blah. And so everybody's like, Ooh, shots fired, right? At at Bruce Arians and whatnot. Well, today, Mr. Humility says something. Do you got the quote there? I got the quote. Because I don't want to misquote. Tell, tell me what he said.
1: Being a quarterback, you have to be a student of the game. So now I actually get a chance to dive into that more. I actually have a Hall of Fame quarterback that I'm learning from, opposed to trying to Good. learn by myself or use Google.
0: <laughs> Wait.
1: <laughs>
0: okay. Learn by myself is a little bit of uh, of, of a shot fired. Or what? Or Google? So this man is saying that he had to Google how to play quarterback.
1: I didn't know I could become an NFL quarterback. I I got Google here. <laughs> Let me look it up. We've all got Google. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Learn how to play
0: quarterback in the NFL. I'm sure. I'm sure there's probably a link to it, and it's probably got Jameis's face on it by now.
1: Or either that, or he was looking up how to throw an interception.
0: I can't. Whoa! I cannot believe. Yeah, those search engines will get you anything. I cannot believe though that that's like to say that is you know Clyde Christensen, right? Byron Lefwich, Dirk Bruce Cutter, Ar- yeah,
1: Bruce Arians, Dirk Lovey Bruce Smith. Bruce Arians,
0: Lovey Smith, I mean, you know, Todd Munkin. I mean, those guys know something about football. They are. You're going back to Jimbo Fisher, co- too? Well, maybe. Maybe. He's vir- he's basically saying, Hey, I've been on my own my own here, people. Like, yeah, I've been crappy. At times, and I've thrown some interceptions, but pff, I had to go to Google to figure out what was going on. To which I would, if I'm Google, I'm responding. I'm not taking that. I'm sorry. You threw thirty three. You threw thirty interceptions last year. Okay, uh, it's not Google's fault. It's not. It's not Google's fault. Don't go after Google. That's a, That's a you know. That's in Silicon Valley like that. They're used to good quarterbacking out there. They're out in San Jose. They're out near San Francisco. It's, they've got Steve Young and Joe Montana, right? Even Colin Kaepernick for a while. Now it's Jimmy Garoppolo. Their quarterbacks are fine at Google. In fact, you can go to Google in the building and play quarterback because it's just fun over there. You can learn how to throw footballs to your buddy across the, across the way. They have lunch. I saw the movie, right, The Intern. They're based at Google. What a great place to work.
1: I just did a search on how to play quarterback in the NFL. <laughs> I knew you would. You know those you know those books, you know, a Dummy's guide to Excel or Yeah, right. Right, 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 right. Like, that's the first link. A quarterback's job in an NFL <laughs> in a football game. The Dummy's book.
0: Yeah. Oh god. Here we go. Yeah. Well, hey, it explains a lot, doesn't it? If he was going home and googling how to play quarterback. After I don't the, know what the hell
1: After the quarterback's in possession of the ball, he turns and, depending on which play is called, takes one of the following actions. Hands the ball to a running back, runs the ball himself, moves further back, and sets up to attempt a pass.
0: Is that really in there? Yes. Well, see, unfortunately, as long as it took you to read that, that was the decision-making time that it took Jameis. Do I turn around and hand the ball to the running back, try to drop back and throw a pass, oh I've been sacked. Oh, I threw a t- interception google Google how to play quarterback so he's he's gone from Google to the Harvard of quarterback schools that's that's what we've done here it's not google's fault it's not his fault it's not their fault i'm sorry i'm not taking if i'm google I'm issuing something yeah once in a while once in a while somebody'll hack in and they'll give up about. 40 million addresses right And personal information that's that happens but i don't think you can blame your interceptions on them can you is this google's fault now
1: that's some serious shade he threw it
0: really is we're talking about a heavily traded stock on the new york stock exchange he called the
1: quarterback whisperer and said google's better (laughs) google was better
0: I mean, you can Google the quarterback whisper, and you'll be able to see that Bruce Arians, in fact, wrote a book by that title. They got everything in there. You know what? I wonder if they had the Bucks playbook. Maybe Rob Gronkowski googled the Bucks playbook four years ago. Is that possible? Could you Google? Could you sign into Bucks playbook and see if it's in there for me? Let's see. Let's Since you're a, on your Google machine, let's do what a, does yeah. it say about Bucks playbook? Bucking year. It'll probably go right to Rob Gronkowski, I would imagine. Oh, hold on.
1: Or Bill Belichick. Madden twenty Buccaneers playbook. Let's see. It's all about Madden twenty. So maybe he just had downloaded. He just was playing Madden twenty. He's got the playbook there. So
0: that's it. See, and Madden does has a playbook. You know. Yeah. 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 You, know, you got the playbook. I mean, the guy hands the ball, and then Jameis throws the ball, and then he and then the ball's intercepted. You know. So that's how that goes. But yeah, I uh, I was blown away by that comment. He had me. He had me until he got to Google. You know, learning how to play quarterback by himself. But between the eyesight, it was. It was a. a tell you what, it was a, an illuminating uh, conversation. Oh, he's also going to wear number two. I bet. I bet it. He would wear. Th- I bet that he would wear three. I didn't bet anybody, but I thought he would wear three. No, I thought he would wear five. Mm-hmm. That's it. I thought he would wear five because he was five at Florida State. But then Bridgewater was five. But then he. he he's going to. He's hoping to choose two. Because I guess two was his high school number. I didn't know this. Okay. So he's going way back. He's going back to but before he used to look at Google how to play quarterback. See, did Google tell back. him
1: what number to pick? Or?
0: <laughs> I know. <laughs> but you can Google his high school number, and you'll find out that it was number two. Yeah. Back in Bessemer, Alabama. So right side out of Birmingham.
1: I know. I lived right near there. Interesting
0: day. You did. You absolutely lived did. lived
1: in Birmingham for 15 months. Or actually, yeah, I lived in Hoover. But.
0: What would it be like, though, like you're from Bessemer and you're Jameis Winston and you've won a Heisman Trophy, a national championship, you were the first pick in the draft, you um, led the NFL in passing, you made a Pro Bowl, and you're not the most famous athlete from Bessemer. Seriously. Because, one, Vincent Bo Jackson. <laughs> Bo knows Bessemer. Bo Jackson was from Bessemer. Could you have not picked another town in Alabama that could have been your own? Right.
1: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash loss.
0: Something else happened. Actually, uh, I wrote about this early in the morning, and um, I, 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 don't, I got delayed. I was, this is neither here nor there, but it was something I it was on my mind to do, and I didn't do it quick enough. But at the end of the day, uh, the Bucks did what we ex- kind of expected them to, and it might surprise some people. They picked up the fifth-year option on tight end oj howard and you know howard has been the uh, you know subject and speculation of trade rumors going back to last october if you remember uh, there was talk that, uh, that the patriots wanted him it didn't materialize he didn't get the deal uh, he had a he had a he, last year was his worst year i mean before that his first 22 games he had 11 touchdowns he was actually pretty productive he got knocked out by a couple of injuries um, ankle injuries that weren't his fault They were just guys hit him in the ankles and and that was it and then last year uh you know kind of an uneven start and then after the bye week he came back he he uh tweaked his hamstring right away which i think some of the coaches and others thought maybe he didn't um keep himself you know in shape or active uh during that bye week but uh nonetheless he you know he had a bad year he still had the same number of catches less yards just one touchdown and then you know Going into the draft, once again there was there was lots of conversations about trading OJ Howard, and uh, and and I know those talks took place. You know, one of them was uh, the Redskins, I believe, and so it didn't materialize. The Bucks didn't get what they thought they would require to get get rid of an OJ Howard or give up him, and so you know Gronk signed, and then there was more speculation. Well, now you get Gronk, and so surely you'll trade OJ Howard during the draft, and um, they said no, and. Once again, it was like, look, this Gronk acquisition is actually really good for O.J. because now you have another guy that's, you know, the best has played in the last 15 years that can actually help O.J. develop and and uh, team up with him and go to 12 personnel with the two tight ends and a running back, and, you know, uh, this will be good for O.J., and O.J. is not going anywhere. Well, then, you know, finally they cemented that decision when they picked up his fifth-year option. Now, the fifth-year option is not guaranteed, at least not this year. It will be in future years under the new CBA. But it's only guaranteed against injury. So unless he has something, you know, a catastrophic injury where he can't play and, and they've got to pay him for 2021, um, they can they can release him or trade him whenever. Uh, and, you know, basically, if they cut him, then obviously the they don't owe him the money because it's not guaranteed except against injury. Um, if they trade him, of course, the contract goes with him, and that's, you know, that's the other part of this is that he would only make um, in, in in 2021. He's going to make just north of six million, which isn't a ton of money if you consider a couple things here. One, Gronk, it, this is his only year on his contract, and so, you know, he's down for one year, ten million, and then after this year, he can go wrestle. Or he can sign with another team. Um, but the Bucks would have to bring him back if they wanted him more than one year. So we don't know what's going to happen with Gronk. He's been retired, and he's a guy that's had a lot of injuries. Cam Brate's already taken money off his, his salary to remain in Tampa. Um, he didn't have a very good year last year. He, he's now one more year removed from the hip surgery. A uh, little older player. So you, you don't know. You don't know with injuries what's going to happen. So one thing we know about Howard is he's still young. He still has a huge ceiling, right? He can get a lot better, um, and you know, and so you lock him up for two years because guess what? It's all about Tom Brady. I mean, if you the answer to every question you ask me about the Bucks, I don't care what it is. Ask me a question about the Bucks. Go ahead. Anything you got? Just bring it to me. Why they Why they franchise OJ Howard, or uh, why did they fifth year option him? Tom Brady. That's it. Why did they draft a right tackle? Tom Brady. Why did they take a safety, Tom Brady? I mean, that's he's the answer to every question. And so, you know, Brady's here two years, and now OJ Howard's locked up for two years. Not a coincidence. So, I think Brady wants as many weapons as he can keep and retain. And, and Howard's still one of their better players. And still, never, no matter what you think about him, he's he's going to get the opportunity to go out there and get better and, and play with Gronk and all that. So, that's the other thing that happened was uh, uh, pretty early on in the afternoon. The Bucks went ahead and picked up the fifth year option for OJ Howard. So that was the busy day, and uh, we'll have more, uh, I'm sure, the rest of the week, and God knows uh, how many more times these uh, expatriates are going to break the rules here. That Mike Florio will have to climb on them about. I don't know what the hell's going on. I just know that I'm I'm up day and night <laughs> trying to straighten out these messes.
1: Oh, we haven't even we job. haven't even talked about uh, Major League Baseball and their uh, three division plan. Potential, yeah, that's for right. Going to the three uh, ten-team divisions, you'll just play within the division. Mm-hmm. Um so the Rays would be in with like the Marlins and I think there would still be the Yankees and Red Sox and a lot of the East Coast teams. The the Nationals were in there. Um mm-hmm. and that. So there'd be basically three ten team divisions for a shortened condensed season. And there's even talk that minor league baseball may be canceled this year. And they'd have expanded they would- rosters for the big leagues.
0: Would they then? Would they then play in their own stadiums then, or travel? Is that I, the I idea? think
1: that's the plan. Although, I mean, I was well, it the imagine... spring training thing again? I don't know. Uh, well, it, but it was. It was three. It was. It was basically sites of. Well, no, I think it was Florida, Texas, and in, in Arizona is what's been talked about. Okay. So there'd be three different sites of where they'd play. Uh, assuming you. using in in Arizona and Florida, you know, you would use the spring training complexes, which are minor league parks, and in Texas the minor league parks too. So.
0: I see, so they'd all kind of they'd all kind of locate within an area.
1: yeah, but you'd be closer, you know you you'd be closer to where you're at, but those are three states that I, they think they can get playing in. And the NHL and NHLPA are trying to transition to phase two of their opening. Mm-hmm. Uh, they haven't set a date for it yet, but they're hoping mid to late May to start phase two, which would then start bringing players back. Um, there's wow. talk that they've told some of the players that are overseas. They went back to their home countries to start getting back over here. Um, and yeah. it could take a while to come back with travel restrictions and that. So there's, you know, there's not, it's not confirmed or anything, but there's talk that they're telling them, you know, as May hits that it's time to start coming back. Um, the NBA is looking the same. But hockey, it sounds like now, could play all the way to September, October. Because it sounds like they don't want to start next season till December now. mm. Um, and, and the reason for that being is the further they can push the season back,
0: like have fan, the more have likely fans have the fans in the stands. Yes, yeah, I agree with that. So,
1: I, it's sounding like their plans now is next season would start in December, maybe even as late as January, and the playoffs wouldn't start till May or June and go through you know through the summer, mm. and then maybe get back to a regular season on you know what's that two thousand twenty one twenty two season. Yeah but obviously obviously everything is still up in the air and, and until states and as states are starting to loosen up now and open up some we're going to see you know how that affects things and if that changes outlooks at this point
0: yeah let's just see what happens when whenever it goes to the beach next weekend eh, that's going to be that'll be exciting itself but uh, man i'm so ready for sport we're all so ready for any kind of sports right now and, and and for somebody to be the first league to figure out how to do it, right, and do it safely, that's that's always the big concern. The NFL, by the way, they're still saying that the schedule will come out on May 9th. I think it's going to look like a schedule would look as No, if there was reports now they, that
1: could get pushed back.
0: Yeah, but they, they refuted that. Okay. I, I know I, I saw those reports, yep. and now I think those reports have been refuted. I don't know what the next chapter will be. Um, perhaps they'll push it back even still. They did say um, – the commissioner, I guess, uh, there's some memo – uh, to teams um, that have uh, uh, begun furloughing uh, people, and others have taken pay cuts. If you made $100,000, uh, I think uh, it starts at 10% and then it goes up from there. Uh, no one, I think, under 100000 would take a furlough, but a lot of those people are being, or would take a pay cut, but a lot of them are being furloughed with the hope of them bringing them back, which I'll just tell you, I would completely don't get that because the NFL has not missed a single game or a single gate, right? I mean, they're just anticipating trouble and maybe the maybe they have a good reason to. But to me, I can see why Major League Baseball is doing it, right? They 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 would have been what, two almost a month into the season. Yep. They're
1: starting to refund and, money now, baseball teams yeah. are starting to for all the games missed at this point.
0: That's right. So, there's an actual loss of revenue and 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 there are people who don't have anything to do. But the NFL, it's the off season. There wouldn't be a whole hell of a lot yeah. to do anyway. They may have lost a little
1: you. revenue around the draft. Uh, oh, sure. And maybe well, maybe there's some, maybe there's some sponsorship deals and partnership deals that are getting canceled or going away that maybe we don't know about yet. Into this season, but yeah, it is the off season. At this point, they're not losing a lot of money. At this point,
0: the big chunk is TV revenue that's paid when you start to play the regular season, and and that pays the freight for most, if not all, the NFL. The tickets are the gravy. And they haven't refunded those yet, right? Because they're still acting as if they're going to have a full season with fans. Um, so you know, I, I I feel bad. I feel bad for the guy making thirty five thousand dollars, right? That gets furloughed when you know they're, they they haven't lost any money yet. I mean, they just and even if they did, you know, does that person need to worry about how to feed his fan? I, I don't know. I'm just it just kind of slays me. And I know this happens all over America and they got to protect their business or whatever, but it's just, I know some of these people and it's just very sad um, that they're having to go through it when their season is still in the off season. Nothing has, they held the draft when they were going to hold the draft. They held free agency when they were going to hold free agency. Yes. There's no, you know, it's virtual um, sort of off season program. We haven't had a mini camp yet or much less a training camp. And we don't know what's going to happen to preseason and beyond, but, um, I do know that if they do play a regular season, they're going to get their TV revenue. So anyway, we can get into all more of that. I'm just glad that there's talk about sports coming back, and we want everybody to stay safe. We didn't get to the mailbag yet, so you know what the good news is? We get to do it tomorrow, and you still have time. There's, you can get an extra bonus time if you didn't send in a question. It's like, ah, I got a question now after listening to this podcast. So send it to us um, on Twitter at SportsDayTB, or you can reach me on Twitter at NFL Stroud, or my email address is rstroud at Tampa Bay. Com. For Steve Ernst, Nick, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody. Hold up.